When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Enterprise, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. This is the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner with Frankie Mackay on SENZ. Not uh, Frankie McKay, uh, on the Enterprise uh, Canterbury Sport Corner. Enterprise, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. Welcome to the show this morning, being brought to you from a house in Kashmir, having trouble getting into the studio uh, down in Addington this morning. And uh, the news in Christchurch, of course, is that club cricket gets underway today. And I ask as I uh, walked around the studio down uh, on the flat in Addington and uh, a frost in Christchurch this morning. A little bit of cloud coming in now. The stars are disappearing. And it's going to be, I think, probably the coldest day that uh, club cricket has started on in Christchurch. It's frosty and cool, a maximum temperature of 11 degrees and club cricket getting underway. And the other, of course, big sporting event for the weekend is uh, the NRL final. And uh, that should be a wonderful match between uh, Penrith and Parramatta. Parramatta, who haven't been in a final for many, many years. So we look forward to that. Uh, A lovely day here in uh, Christchurch. And we're going to start uh, this morning uh, with an interview that Frankie Mackay did with that uh, Black Ferns legend, Kendra Coxedge. This Canterbury Rugby Union update brought to you by Kevlar Homes, proud partner of Canterbury Rugby. Right, rugby time now. This Canterbury Rugby update brought to you by Kevlar Homes, proud partner of Canterbury Rugby. Well, today's guest is a dead set Canterbury and New Zealand rugby legend. Debuted for the Black Ferns way back in 2007, has recently been selected to play in her fourth World Cup. Women's Rugby Player of the Year in 2015, first female recipient of the Calvin Tremaine Memorial Trophy in 2018, holds every individual point scoring record for Canterbury, as well as most test caps and test points for the Black Ferns, just to name a few of her accomplishments. She's also just an all-round good sort. And, of course, it is the one and only Kendra Coxedge. Kendra, welcome, and, and thanks so much for taking the time to have a chat. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Look, it's, it's been a wonderful career, and there's a heap more accolades that I could read out if we had a longer show. But recently you have announced your impending retirement, almost almost a month ago now, I think. And, look, there's been an incredible outpouring of, of respect, love, praise for you, for, for what you've done for the game as well. What's this last month been like for you? 
it's, it's been pretty special, actually, Frankie. Um, you know, like going through a process of working out when I was going to announce my retirement to actually doing it to the, you know, the mountains of messages that have come um, from all around the world. Um, it's been it's been pretty special. It's been really overwhelming, and um, I just yeah never thought that it would be. You know, my phone just absolutely blowing up this last month, and um, but I guess for me it was about getting it out there. So now I can just focus on on World Cup. Um, and, you know, put all my energy and, and so what's into that. Yeah, and it was fair to say you ended up with a, a nice fairy tale finish in the red and black as well. Your 100th game, a win, a finals win, 21-point haul, nailed it off the tee, intercept try. Have you actually had the chance to sit back and, and reflect and enjoy that? Uh, a little bit. Uh, we had obviously a few celebrations with, with the team, but um, I kicked on straight into, into World Cup mode. Um, you know, I've announced my retirement. I've got seven weeks left of rugby, so I'm going to have plenty of time to, to reflect and, and to be proud of my achievements, um, you know, in years to come and, you know, enjoying a few beverages with people and talking and, and, and reflecting on that. And I'm looking forward to that. And I hear you don't mind a stat as well. I'm, I'm going to say that's the cricket influence there. But when did you work out you are a chance to, to play your 100th game this season for Canterbury to bring up three figures? And, and how special was it to get to do that and, and in a final, no less, as well? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, throughout the season, um, you know, early on in the year, we weren't sure if we were going to be playing for a Palmer Cup or not. And, you know, I never thought I was going to get close. And then it was, you know, all of a sudden 98 games. And then it was a like, holy heck, we've got semis and finals. And, you know, I can get my 100th game. And, and, and then it happened. And, and, and a final in, in Christchurch, too, was it was honestly, it was pretty awesome in front of family and friends. And it was just such a good way, um, you know, to wave my goodbye to, to the Canterbury fans and, um, and to, to top it off with a, with a good performance, too, was, was really awesome. Yeah, pretty cool indeed. And you've been named to play in your, your fourth World Cup now with the Black Ferns. What does it mean to you to get to play in a, in a home World Cup? Does that make it just a little bit more special? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, as you know, uh, being, a, being an athlete yourself, uh, thank you. It's pretty special enough. I think playing at home in front of family and friends. And the Black Ferns haven't really done it very, you know, a lot in, in my 16 years of playing for the team. And um, to be able to have a World Cup here, um, you know, I, I really hope that um, everyone can get in behind us because we it's so special. Um, there's nothing that beats having a, a home crowd and, and everyone getting in behind us. And I know that even just our... Our first, um, our first game is going to be a lot of support. Um, you know, we play Aussie at Eden Park in round one. Um, you know, so we're really looking forward to that, which is, you know, it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, well, it hasn't, hasn't all been smooth sailing for the, for the Black Ferns in, in recent times, but we are actually the defending champs. So as the home side, defending champs, do we have a pretty big target on our backs here that we're actually the side that, that everyone wants to beat? Yeah, I mean, I think the Black Ferns have always been that side. You know, we've been so successful for so long, and then um, mm. you know, everyone wants to wants to take you, wants to take you out and, and knock you off the perch. And um, you know, we're, we're probably going into this World Cup as underdogs, and I think it's a really cool cup and a comfortable position to be in. Um, but having a World Cup here, especially on home turf, you know, other teams are going to know that it's going to get us up. So they're going to our target probably is a little bit bigger and. You know, and, and the pressure that comes with that too. But hey, we just want to embrace that. We don't want to shy away from the pressure. We want to to embrace it and and get out there and and perform in front of um, I guess the world. Yeah, and you you mentioned that success and that sustained success that the Black Ferns have had. You've been involved now for for 15, 16 years at the top level. How has the game changed in in that time? 
Yeah, I mean, the game's changed a lot, you know, and it's going from the way it's played on the field to the resourcing and support of it. Um, you know, the game that was in the style that we're playing now, it's fast, it's the tempo, the physicality, the set pieces is huge now. Like, the whole game has just changed. And, you know, I have a lot of people come up and say to me that the women's game's a lot better to watch now than, than the men's. And, um, you know, and in terms of the resourcing that we've had and what we're getting now, um, you know, I think back... When I first started in the Black Things, we had a, well, a head coach and assistant coach. Um, and then, sorry, I'm a bit rowdy on the now. Um, and, 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 you know, and a manager, and that was like basically, and a physio, and that was basically it. Whereas now we've got like 20 management um, around us, and, you know, we're, we're paid to, to train every single day and be the best we can. It's just, it's just come a long way, but in saying that, we've still got a long way to go as well. Yeah, I mean, you started off at. Uh a fresh-faced 19-year-old in that Black Ferns set-up. Do you ever wish that you were a 19-year-old coming into the game now with the opportunities, the contracts, the amount of games getting played? Or, or, are, you, or are you pretty happy with, with where you started? No, I'm stoked to experience the amateur, um, the amateur game as well with, the, with this. But I think, like, definitely it'd be so cool to be a young girl coming through now because, you know, like, if you can get a contract and you can play yeah. and train every, you know, train every day during the day. Because that was always a challenge for us was having to work full time, you know, like the afternoon yeah. in the morning train, go to work and train. And, and now, like, you know, you can wake up and, and do that as a full-time job. And, you know, we've got OPICI now. There's just so many more exciting opportunities. And But I'm really content with, the, you know, that I got to play the, the amateur as well as that professional. I got to experience both, which was pretty cool. Yeah, look, it's a big stint. How have you managed to keep... The body fresh, the mind fresh over over a reasonably long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I just absolutely love love the game, and you know, I've gone through that, that bit of mental fatigue with rugby uh, early last year, and it was just it was managing that and, and taking some time away from the club, you know, club footy um, to be able to kind of reset my goals and reset my focus, um, you know, leading into this World Cup, and um, it's just you know, and then just recovery, um, taking that time away when you need to. Um, looking at, you know, all the stretching, all the ice baths that you do um, to make sure that you can... All the fun stuff. With, you can with your body. All the fun stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I, I look from an outsider looking in, I just think the, the Black the black Ferns look like such an awesome team to be part of. Can you sum up what this team is like and, and what it means to you? My, like, even just you saying that, like, I love this team. Um, you know, I wouldn't have been around for 16 years um, if, if I didn't, like... The girls are something special. We've all kind of experienced the same. You know, everyone has their, their you know, their different backgrounds and whatnot. And but we've all experienced the tough times we've seen in the women's game and the challenges that we've had. Um, and I just absolutely, you know, adore the girls and absolutely love it. And that's what's kind of kept me coming back all these years. Yeah, well, World Cup, it starts next week. Triple header, day one. The Black Ferns take on Australia Saturday at 7.15pm. What kind of footy can we expect to see from the all side during this World Cup, Kendra? Um, we'll probably see a bit of a glimpse of it, to be honest, in the, in the pack for the Laurie O'Reilly series. But um, you're going to see fast tempo, um, great set pace. We're, we're starting to launch it from a really good platform now. And um, I think that's what's been really awesome for us as we've really worked on it after our end of year tour. Um, and it's going to be expensive, and it'll be it'll be physical. It'll be it'll be world class footy that you're going to see, and, it's, and that's what I'm excited about. And that's not just the Black Ferns; that's going to be across the whole tournament. 
Yeah, well, look, I can't wait for this World Cup to get underway. It's going to be an awesome event. So get along if you can. Tune in if you can. Kendra, thanks so much for your time today. I could spend the whole show chatting with you. Best of luck from us, and uh, hopefully we get to catch up again soon and talk all about your uh, Black Ferns fairy tale finish. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. See you later. That was Blackfern, Kendra Coxedge, ahead of the Women's Rugby World Cup. And that was your Canterbury Rugby update, brought to you by Kevlar Homes, helping build the future of Canterbury Rugby. Kevlar Homes, proud partner of Canterbury Rugby. And uh, welcome back to the show, coming from you from the Cashmere Hills in Christchurch. What's going on in Canterbury? It's the third day of uh, spring racing at Rickerton Park today. They're hosting the likes of Invincible. Victor Rouge, and uh, as a thought. So to get inside track, join Mick and Louie on the mail run from uh, 8 a.m., New Zealand's favourite cup week, Addington Cup Week, November the 8th and the 11th, on sale at uh, addington.co.nz. And I'm sure I speak for all of us when I say how uh, excited we are about uh, Cup Week looming, one of the favourite parts for any Cantabrian, one of the great weeks of racing in New Zealand, the great week for racing in New Zealand. And it's a time when uh, Cup Day on Tuesday, Canterbury sits still uh, and the people get into that Lindau area have a wonderful day, and then, of course, uh, Cup Day on uh, the racing, the uh, thoroughbreds at uh, Rickerton on the Saturday. The other thing that's happening in Canterbury today in Christchurch is it's the start of uh, the Premier Men's Competition for uh, Club Cricket and the Premier Competition for Women as well for Club Cricket. And we'll be talking uh, shortly to Mike Harvey, the General Manager of uh, Metropolitan Cricket here in Christchurch and hearing about that. And I must say, it's got to be, surely, and I'll be asking Mike about this, is it the coldest start to a club cricket season? It's been cool in Canterbury. We had a day at 20 degrees uh, at the start of last week and yesterday, 9 degrees. And as I headed out and around this morning, there was a frost across Pioneer Park down uh, in the uh, Sprayden area. And uh, just one degree this morning on Christchurch and club cricket getting underway soon. So we look forward to that. Uh, good news for our cricketers and also uh, an opportunity to get out and about and uh, have a good look at Tom Latham who's uh, playing for Burnside West. Isn't he just one of, uh, he's a great Cantabrian, Tom Latham. Always turns out for uh, Canterbury. Obviously always turning out for the Black Caps whenever he can. And uh, here he is turning out for his club, Burnside West. So if you want to see Tom Latham playing club cricket today, uh, it'll be an opportunity to do that. And uh, the other Black Cap, of course, is uh, Ish Sodi playing for Old Collegians. So uh, Sodi. He'll be spinning his wiles and uh, tweaking the ball and an opportunity to get out, a rare opportunity to see Black Claps playing uh, club cricket in uh, Christchurch today. So uh, that's uh, New Zealand's uh, favourite uh, race week, Addington Cup Week, uh, November the 8th and the, the 11th on sale at addington.co.nz. It's time for Frankie's Five. Frankie's Five, uh, an opportunity for us to talk about, and I might bring Jacob Scott into this conversation, our producer based up in Auckland, but an opportunity to talk about some of our uh, favourite 
NRL players of all time. And I have to say, going back to the NRL, I remember the days uh, where the, the strongest teams were Balmain, uh, the Canberra Raiders and so on, and the competition, the Winfield Cup as it then was, was just being covered, starting to be covered on the television live in New Zealand in the 1980s and 1990s. And uh, I look back on those days with a great deal of romance. It was a game when uh, men were men and boys were boys. Uh, a lot more physical violence. Uh, not that I'm condoning that in any way, but there was, uh, it, it seemed to me, I thought, uh, more of a romance about the game, really, in those days. Uh, but this weekend, of course, we have the NRL final and uh, an, an opportunity to watch uh, Paramatta playing uh, Penrith. We look forward to that. But I was uh, asked by Jacob to consider my five uh, favourite NRL players of all time. And I started with uh, the little general, uh, Gary Freeman, who players will remember, played uh, rugby for Balmain and a number of other clubs. Terrific player, Gary Freeman. He was a, a fine Kiwi, uh, a halfback, not a big player, but a player who ran into gaps, created a lot of space, and uh, I think one of the my favourite players. And then I've gone for, at number four, uh, an Australian, Blocker Roach, uh, one of the great forwards, again, a Balmain player, and again, a player who was uh, pr prominent during the 1980s. Laurie Daly for Can the Canberra Raiders, I think at number three for me, a player who could do absolutely anything, Laurie Daly, a brilliant athlete, a good kicker of the ball, and uh, no uh, surprise at all that uh, he was a huge part of that Canberra Raiders' success in the 1980s, and New Zealanders will remember also, with great fondness, Brent Todd, the prop forward who uh, played so much rugby league for the Canberra Raiders. Number two, Kurt Sorensen. Uh, my favourite club, Cronulla Sutherland, and looking at Sorensen's record, unbelievable, really. He played 28 tests between 1975 and 1989, and a lot of club rugby, 124 games for Cronulla Sutherland, the big New Zealand prop forward. And then he went on and played 250 games for Witness in England. He won the uh, club championship, the club premiership, and in 1989, they won the World Club Challenge. And Kurt Sorensen also played, as I said, 28 tests for New Zealand. He was an unbelievably good, rugged front row player. And then, of course, I, I suspect no surprises at all that I've chosen Wally Lewis as my favourite uh, NRL player of all time. Uh, synonymous with the uh, Brisbane Broncos for so long and, uh, of course, Australia. An incredible 5'8", uh, Wally Lewis. Started playing as a first-grade rugby at wing and a fullback for Brisbane clubs and then, of course, went on and had a sterling career with the Brisbane Broncos. So, Wally Lewis, my favourite player. What do you think of those selections, Jacob? Do you approve yep, or yep. disapprove? No, I absolutely do. Um, I, I just thought, what do you think of Alfie Langer? Was he sort of... Um, have you, he have, was there or thereabouts. Yeah, he's not, he's not in your top five. Um no, well, I, I'll tell you why. Yeah? I, I only partly because um, I, I felt that, well, Lewis and Langer were synonymous, weren't they? They were a pair. Um, and uh, I suppose I felt in a way I'd pick one of them. And if I was going to pick one, I'd, I'd go with, Elf, with uh, Wally Lewis. But I agree with you. Langer, one of the greats, and certainly one of Queensland's greatest players of all time. Yeah, too right. And an awesome dude. Um, I once spent, um, I went to his restaurant and uh, the sun, on the Sunshine Coast a few years ago and uh, 
he uh, came up to us. I was with my parents and sat with us for a good half an hour, just yarning with my dad. Obviously, my dad's a big rugby league fan, so he had lots of stories to tell. Just a great Can guy. Can you tell me? So, 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 I always worry about rugby league players and restaurants. What sort of um, food was he serving? Was oh, it up to it, a very high standard? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, um, yeah, fine dining. I'd say it was. Um, I remember we had some sort of like tempura. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a Japanese restaurant, uh, mind you, but it was. I don't know, <laughs> steak. You know, just the usual. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. It was All great. right. Well, there you are. That's uh, that's uh, Frankie's uh, five. So for me, Gary Freeman in my top five has to be. Uh, always a fan also of uh, Blocker Roach, and uh, as as I said to you, Laurie Daly at three for me. Kurt Sorensen at number two, that might be a surprise. He goes back quite a long way, but he had a fantastic career in both the uh, the Winfield Cup, the NRL, and then over in England, and Wally Lewis at uh, number one. So Frankie's Five, brought to you by South Island Forklift for all your forklift needs. And welcome back uh, to the show on SENZ, and uh, it's an absolute pleasure to introduce to you Mike Harvey, uh, Canterbury Metro Cricket General Manager. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, good morning, Garth. How's things? Things are fine. Uh, I, a couple of questions for you. Uh, they always say you should never ask two questions in one, but I'm going to. Uh, is this the earliest start uh, for club cricket in Canterbury, the 1st of October for men's and women's cricket? And is it the coldest with a forecast high of 11 degrees? Well, I'm not sure about the coldest because we probably don't keep those sort of records. Um, but... Yeah, we start cricket here in Christchurch on the first Saturday in October, so this is the first uh, and the earliest that could start in, in, um, you know, in terms of those dates. So, yeah, it's been a, a bit of a whirlwind last few weeks getting up and running for the new season. Lots of pre-season games over the last two weekends, but uh, the whites are being dusted off, and today, yeah, we're out on the fields of Christchurch playing some cricket. Mike, what are the conditions like? Um, you know, I walked out, out the, around the studio this morning. There was a frost. Um, you know, you always associate when the ground temperatures are cool that the grass isn't growing quite as much as it needs to be and that the seam bowlers will be licking their lips and uh, moving the ball around. Uh, what, can we, what, what can we expect? And, and, and hats off, as always, to the uh, ground staff around at Canterbury who spend so much time putting these, these pitches together and mowing the outfields and so on. But can we expect that the bowlers might dominate in the early part of the season? Yeah, Garth, that's usually the way things pan out. But I think um, you know, this, this week, apart from the cold weather, the, uh, the grass pitches, and we're, we're the only area in New Zealand to, to kick off their season playing on grass. So uh, they will be bowler-friendly, but um, I think the outfields have been superbly prepared. And if you look outside our office window onto Hagley Park fields, beautifully striped and short, and they'll be pretty quick. Um, so there'll be runs out there, no doubt. Um, you know, the, the Canterbury side have been training on the nursery ground, which is being used for Lancaster Park and Rickerton club match today. And they said the, the pitch out there was in fantastic condition for the time of year, and they were really pleased with it, the bounce and carry. So um, other games at Sydenham, uh, Burnside and Elmwood for the Premier men. Um, yeah, I think the bowling uh, will definitely be on top, but definitely if those batsmen and batters want to um, put their heads down and knuckle down, there'll be opportunities, opportunities to score runs, that's for sure. 
I don't mind that. I mean, I, I look back at the, the, the when I was playing club cricket a long time ago. Now, back in the nineteen eighties and nineteen nineties, in uh, in Dunedin and in uh, Wellington, and and undoubtedly the pitches were much more in favour of of bowlers than they are now. Uh, so I don't mind seeing a bit of seam movement, and I'm looking forward to going out and an opportunity to see a couple of black caps who are playing club cricket in Christchurch today. Again, Mike, when I was playing, uh, a lot of we we had New Zealand players playing in the club competition uh, regularly. It's a rare thing, and Tom Latham and East Sodi both turning up for their clubs today. Yeah, I guess with the the change in programs of the game becoming a lot more professional, um, those at the top end of the game tend not to play too much club cricket and with the first class program in, in New Zealand sort of starting in about three weeks, even the, the Canterbury players don't get to play too much but early in the season and today there's going to be a number of contracted players out around the grounds playing for their clubs and it's a great opportunity for the young ones to, to get alongside those players and learn and as you mentioned Tom Latham, he's a really staunch uh, Burnside West player and he loves to get out there and play for the club whenever he can. Um, it's not very often, but today is going to be one of those days. So uh, get along to Burnside Park uh, to watch Tom play along uh, with his other club mates. They're playing East Shirley. And East Sodi, who's a new uh, addition to Canterbury Cricket this year, um, he's playing for the Old Boys Collegians Cricket Club. Uh, and as, as you said, he's making a club appearance today for them in the first game of the season against St Albans. And they're playing at Elmwood Park. And we were down there last weekend for the opening of the new... Elmwood Pavilion, so a fantastic setting down there to watch some club cricket and I think get inside the glass and uh, you'll be able to get out of the weather and watch some good quality cricket. Brilliant. And the other games, as Mike Harvey said, at Sydenham Park and uh, at Hagley. And then, the, so the women's cricket, tell us about what's happening. So there are five, uh, five premier teams in the women's competition, so two games today. Yep, they're both getting, although those games are underway today, they're both being played at St Albans Park um, and once again uh, great to see a lot of Canterbury players who will be turning out for their clubs today um, they usually have a bit more involvement the, the Canterbury women than the men just due to their um, differing seasons so for the first four or five weeks of the season uh, Reese Morgan I'm sure the Canterbury women's coach will be keen to see some club form and how the players are getting on um, so Lancaster Park are playing North West and St Albans are playing Sydenham and yeah both alongside each other at St Albans Park, and I was actually down there yesterday um, collecting some gear, and yeah, that that field looked looked beautiful as well. It's basically been completely relayed in the last 18 months, and it's a fantastic surface and outfield for cricket. Um, so there's some good games played down there, and Old Boys Collegians are the other Premier Women's side, and they're the defending champions in the One Day Comp from last year, and they've got the bye this weekend to start the season. So. Um, yeah, it would be great to see the Premier Woman out there along with their men's counterparts to kick off the season today. Mike, it's a big club season for uh, for all of our men and women. Uh, the season goes right the way through. So from the 1st of October through to the 25th of March. And each of the grade has, as I understand it, three for formats. So tell us about how the, uh, the club competition is made up for men and women. Yeah, so those teams who are starting today are what we call our sort of morning grades. So there's four men's grades and, and the women's premieres. So they play three different formats throughout the course of the year. They start off the season, the men, uh, with the two-day competition. They then play some 2020 and some, some one-day cricket, and then they finish off with the 
uh, final rounds of the two-day competition. The Premier Women, they play 50-over cricket. Uh, they play some 2020 as well. And then we have a separate competition, which is we call the 420 Fizz, uh, which is sort of one-day, 40-over game, but sort of split into four innings, sort of like the old Max cricket a wee bit for those who can remember it. Um, so that's a different sort of format to finish the season when a lot of the students um, have gone back to their um, places of learning around around the South Island or wider. So the, the other formats for the Premier men and women. Uh, our afternoon social cricket is kicking off in a couple of weeks. So they are starting on the 15th of October. They play sort of 40 over cricket right the way through the season. And we also have a 2020 social grade as well. And the schools also, they're getting underway soon, so there's a number of first 11 uh, competitions. They'll be starting up on the uh, 15th of October. They play their cricket over a calendar year, so they're actually halfway through their season at the moment, and that obviously ties in with the school year and the leavers um, who are ending their school campaigns sort of in December time, and they will sort of start again um, with a new season and a new cohort in uh, late January. So... Um, as well as that, we've got the junior competition. So that's for the sort of school, sec, uh, primary school students. They're starting up after the school holidays on the 22nd of October. And some really good numbers coming through there. Um, and particularly with the, the junior girls, with the flow on from the Women's World Cup. So um, some, some good numbers coming into the game. And um, lots of coaches and volunteers and administrators, you know, getting ready for the season. So we're really looking forward to it. And we thank all of those people who've helped make that happen. Good on you, Mike. And just uh, one other, the, one of the key aspects of the game also we could touch on before we let you go. Umpires, uh, ha- have you got enough? Have you been recruiting over, over winter? Well, we'd always like more umpires, Garth. Um, we can only, the Umpires Association who appoint the games can only get so far down the grades uh, with the numbers that they have. So the more umpires they've got, obviously, the more teams and games that they can cover. But they have managed to recruit three or four new umpires uh, this season. So uh, generally our premier men and women's games are all covered with umpires and then sort of coming down down the grades, depending on who's available from week to week. There are other umpires that sort of filter down. Um, also, some of them go away to, to do rep stuff and Hawk Cup as the season progresses as well. So the umpires play a really important part, especially on days like this when it's probably a bit cool and um, might be a bit of moisture around just to keep an eye on those playing conditions and make sure things are safe the players to get out there and, and kickstart uh, the game and their, their counterparts in the scorer's box uh, might have a slightly warmer day today uh, with the heater on under their desk and uh, behind, the, behind the glass or behind the, the screen. So we, we thank, thank the umpires and the scorers who are an integral part of the game and uh, they do some great work to keep things ticking over. And just one other thought, Mike, if, there's, if there are people listening and thinking that they might like to get involved in some of those social grades, the 2020 or whatever, or more serious cricket, and they haven't got around to it yet, can they still get involved? Yeah, so um, you can get in touch with Christchurch Metro Cricket if you're out there listening to this and think um, that you want to get involved. You can bring your own team of mates or you can definitely be found a spot um, with, with a club that's local to you. There's, there's about 15 clubs around the city, so uh, no matter where you live, there's going to be something fairly close by. Um, so just jump on a Google search and, and find Christchurch Metro Cricket. All of our contact details are there, and we can um, you know, get you in touch with your local club and provide some options. So that's definitely definitely not uh, finished the registrations, although the season's getting underway. Um, plenty, of, plenty of opportunities still to get involved. Thanks for joining us. That's Mike Harvey, General Manager of Canterbury Metro Cricket. We wish you well, Mike, and we wish all of those... Uh, Uh, Cricketers, 
taking part in uh, club cricket in Christchurch today. It gets underway and Tom Latham uh, playing at uh, Burnside Park. East Shodi at uh, Elmwood and a number of other Canterbury players, men's and women's, playing club cricket in Christchurch today. Get up and have a look. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.